This is Alive with Joseph. So, married women, I hope this will help you. I want us to start with the book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. What a powerful scripture. It's describing a Boaz. Most of the times when we were praying for husbands, you remember we'd be praying for our boys. Now you have your boys. And for me, the major dawns, I'm going to share four major things to do in marriage, but the major do is to pray for your husband. It is important. Most of the times we pray about everything and we neglect praying for our husbands. Understand that marriage is not a reward. It is an assignment. Marriage is an assignment. Above any achievement that you can ever have as a wife, your greatest achievement should be your husband's success. Because the Bible says God saw that this man needed help and he gave him a wife. That is why your greatest achievement, it's okay for you to achieve in, as a mother to be a great achiever in the, in the corporate world and be a great achiever of this, do this and this and that. The other things that we work so hard to achieve, it's great. Work hard on them. I've taught a lot on how to achieve on those. But the greatest achievement as a wife is your husband's success. And one major thing to do is to pray for him. Pray for your husband. I'm going to touch on four things that I, four areas that I think you should pray for. The Bible says where we read, speaking of Boaz, it says he was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem. And if you read Proverbs chapter 31 verse 23, it says her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civil leaders. Her husband was an influential man. You need to pray that your husband becomes an influential man. Pray that your husband will be known where it matters. In his industry, he must be known. In the city, he must be known. In the organization where he works, he must be known as a man that adds value. It's your responsibility to do that. Believe that your husband was not born to be an ordinary man. You might have met him as an ordinary man, but the day he came into your life, it changed. That because he was not born an ordinary man, how do I know he was not born an ordinary man? He he married an extraordinary girl like you. And because of that, you need to pray that he will not die an ordinary man. Pray. The Bible says he was a wealthy man. Pray for his wealth as well. Glory to God. Pray for him. The Bible says he was making decisions at a high level. Pray for that your husband will be able to be, will be that man that makes healthy decisions. Decisions that are helpful for you. Decisions that are beneficial to your family. Decisions that will take your family into the next level. It is very important. So here's just one prayer that you can pray alongside me this evening. Say in the name of Jesus. I boldly declare that my husband will be an influential man, that his voice will be relevant in his generation. He will not be an ordinary man. He will be a man that will stand above his equals. He will fulfill his destiny. 
He is born, he's not born ordinary. Therefore, he will not die ordinary. God has a plan for my husband. God has a purpose for his life and he will fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is a prayer that you must pray for your husband all the time. The second thing that you need to pray for when it comes to your husband is pray for his finances. When a woman does not have money, she can find a way. She's fine. She can, it can be stressful, but she'll be okay. But because a husband is, you know, primarily designed to be a, pro, a provider, when he's, he's trained financially, he feels it more. Sometimes when a man is acting up at home and he's just being irritable, it might be because of finances. That is why, that is one area you must always pray for your husband. That his finances will work well. Someone said, when, when finances, you know, when poverty walks through the door, love jumps out of the window. <laughs> it's just to explain it. That finances can strain a very good marriage. It can strain the most perfect of marriages. So I want you to pray for your husband's finances. Pray for him every day. Glory to God. Pray that your husband will become a money magnet. Pray that, you know, money will follow him. Pray that opportunities will open up for him. Pray that your husband will never ever be frustrated to, to execute any of his projects because of money. Pray that his dreams will come to pass. Every dream, every project he has will come to pass. It's very important. You know, your husband has dreams for you. Your husband has dreams for himself. He has dreams for his family as well. You remember those things he used to promise you when you were, you were still dating? He used to tell you, babe, I'll take you to Dubai. <laughs> or I'll take you to China or wherever. I'll take you to New York. We'll, we'll walk the streets of New York, you know? Pray that those dreams as well will come to pass. That God will supply all your husband's needs according to his riches in glory. That every need in the house will be taken care of. Amen. Every husband, you know, no matter how, what kind of husband he is, when finances are flowing with ease, I'm telling you, he's the sweetest husband ever. The moment you want to grumble and you want to, it will just silence you with, money to go and spend on yourself. But it's very important that you pray for that area of his life. Pray that his business will prosper. Pray that, you know, his career will prosper. Pray that he keeps rising. Many times we get lost. We pray for ourselves only, you know. And uh, that's where you find that if you're making more money than your husband, you start now, you know, fighting about who's paying for what. No, no, no. It doesn't have to get to that. The Bible gave us a picture of Boaz. The Bible says Boaz was wealthy. Pray that your husband will become wealthy. Therefore, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Father, I thank you that you provide for my husband in the name of Jesus, that you help him to pay all our bills or all the bills that are his responsibility in the name of Jesus. I boldly declare that all our needs are met in the name of Jesus, I declare that my husband, Joseph, call your husband by name, that he prospers in every currency in the name of Jesus. I boldly declare 
that my husband is the money magnet in the name of Jesus. He attracts money in all currencies in the name of Jesus. He attracts opportunities in all countries in the name of Jesus. I declare that my husband deals with integrity in the name of Jesus. That money comes to him in the name of Jesus. I declare that he will never struggle financially in the name of Jesus. I declare that he will not be frustrated by the systems of the world of the systems of this nation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Always pray that prayer for your husband. Hallelujah. The second, the fourth, third thing that I want you to pray for concerning your husband is the area of his temper or his temperament. You know, temperament is everything. If you are dealing with a husband that struggles with anger, he can change. It is possible. It is possible. Listen, as a wife, you've got legal jurisdiction over your husband. You know, what you pray for him comes to pass because God desires your peace. God is big on you having peace. The Bible says in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 9, he says, I I declare that you will have peace in your husband's house, you and your household. You will have peace in your husband's house. So when your husband's temperament is at perfect peace, when he's showing fruit of the spirit, who enjoys it more? Is it not you? It's you. So always pray for your husband's temperament. Here's why it's important. If your husband has a wrong temper, it doesn't just affect your home only. I've seen men that have messed up relationships in their businesses that would have opened up greater doors from them simply because they do not know how to manage their emotions. I've seen men who can't keep a job. They move from one job to another simply because of their temperaments. They think the problem is everyone else, but the problem is them. So it's very important that you pray for your husband. Amen. Anger is dangerous. It makes, it makes people to stop thinking. It makes people irrational. So you need to pray that your husband will be a rational person. Glory to God. That he will be able to control his temper. You know, that he will not, be, he will not destroy valuable things. When people cannot control their temper, they destroy valuable things. So it's important that you pray for your husband. Uh, We see a woman in the Bible, Abigail, had such a husband who could not control his temper and he destroyed every good thing that came his way. Because that's what anger does. It causes you to destroy every good thing that comes your way. So I want us to pray. Let's pray this prayer. You'll pray for your husband even in your personal time. Say, Lord, I thank you that you are a teacher that you will teach my husband to control his anger and to keep his cool at all times, no matter the provocation, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that my husband will not sin in his anger, in the name of Jesus. He will not make mistakes or decisions in the name of anger. I declare that the fruit of the Spirit is at work in him at all times, that my husband controls his temper. I declare that my husband is patient, his understanding in the name of Jesus. Lord, help him to direct his energies correctly in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. That's a prayer you must pray for your husband at all times. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Finally, I want us to pray concerning the area of infidelity or adultery, just warfare. It might not be a challenge that you have. Your husband might not be having a challenge in the area of, you know, adultery. But it's good to learn how to pray in case something happens. If you read the book of Proverbs chapter 6, it speaks about a strange woman. It says a strange woman comes for one thing. It, as when as a woman that is not married to your husband walks into your marriage, it's not that she loves your husband, although men tend to think, oh, she, she's here because she loves me. It's not true. The Bible says a strange woman is after one thing, your inheritance. It's after the man's inheritance. It's after your children's inheritance. That is why when a woman walks into your marriage, you, you fight like a crazy woman. You don't fight your husband. Neither do you fight the woman. No, 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 no. As Christian women, we don't soil our hands. We know what we've got. <laughs> we know what we have. We know our secret corner, where we settle issues, where we deal with issues without having to come out and looking funny with everybody. You just get into your closet. Take the number of days, fast, and begin to declare some things. Understand that when it comes to your husband, you've got legal ground. When you were wedded, it was a legal transaction, a spiritually legal transaction that took place. That is why it says nothing should come between these two. Nothing shall separate them. It's a, the word shall in that, in that scripture, it's a legal statement. It means God recognizes the legality of your marriage. Even the spirit realm recognizes the legality of your marriage. Meaning that you have spiritual authority over what comes into your marriage and what must leave. Very, very important. Listen, our weapons are not carnal. They are mighty through God. We don't waste time. We don't waste our words fighting with people. No, 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 no. You don't reduce your standard chasing a girl or stalking a girl and fighting or even stalking your husband. If you feel that something is wrong, just sort it out in private and work out and see results. Glory to God. Abraham, here's a very interesting story. Do you remember in the book of Genesis chapter 20, the story about Abraham and Abimelech? Abimelech came to take Sarah, who was Abraham's wife. And God visited Abimelech by night. <laughs> and you, you don't know what God said to Abimelech. Abimelech said, God said to Abimelech, return this woman or you will be dead by tonight. He said, if you don't return, God said to Abimelech, she is a married woman. If you don't return her, before the end of tonight, you will lose your life. Why? Because God doesn't joke with this covenant. God does not joke with the covenant of marriage. Glory be to Jesus. When we have a covenant partner in a marriage, God is our covenant partner in marriage. I remember Taffy Dollar sharing a very powerful testimony. Some years ago, I was not even married then, but that testimony spoke to me. She said, you know, God said to her, don't joke with your tithe. I'm not receiving tithe. Don't worry. Listen to the end. God said to her, don't joke with her tithe because she said at that time, God had started lifting um, Creflo. 
And uh, she started, fear started coming into her heart that now that this man is rising, other women are looking at him. He's now traveling nations. Sometimes he doesn't travel with me. I don't know what he does. I don't know what's happening. And God said, with your tithe, you can evoke the covenant to fight for you in that area. God said, it's settled. Even if in any nation or in any place where you're not there, he gets tempted. He will not, there's a line he will not cross. Go and read Deuteronomy chapter 28. I, I promised myself I was going to get that scripture for you, but I forgot. I'll look for it. But if you read the curse in Deuteronomy 28, the first 13 verses, Deuteronomy 28 is the blessing. But from verse 14, it's the curse. But if you read the curse, the Bible says, because there is a curse over you, it says you will lie awake at night without peace, not knowing where your husband is. That is when you're in the curse. But you and I are redeemed from the curse. Therefore, it is not our portion to lie awake at night worried about our husbands, worried about who is looking at, who is touching, who is... No, 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 no. We have the covenant. We are in the blessing. Listen, the blessing is the fighter. Many people don't know this. Read Genesis chapter 12. The Bible says, I will bless he that bless you and I will curse he that curses you. It's a fighter. The, the blessing know how to go into, it's a double-edged sword. It blesses the one that is on the right side of it. But anyone that is on the wrong side of it faces its consequences. Do you remember when Joshua was about to cross over with the children of Israel? The, the, he said, um, who are you? He said, I am neither for you nor against you. I'm for the person that is on the right side. But if you step on my wrong side, you get on the wrong side of things. So all you need to do is evoke the covenant to work for you. You need to be spiritually smart as a wife. I feel sorry for women, for wives rather, that are not spiritually intelligent. Because things happen in your marriage and you don't know what to do. Praying this kind of prayers... Giving God, honoring God with your tithe, securing your boundary. That's what tithe does. It secures your territory. Your marriage is your territory. Your tithe secures your territory and it speaks for you. It fights for you when you need it to fight for you. Glory to God. So let's pray that prayer. Say, Father, I thank you that my husband is free from the clutches of a strange woman. I evoke my covenant rights with you. And I declare that you arise and you fight for me. Anyone who tempers or threatens my marriage <laughs> is dead to my husband in the name of Jesus. I hope you heard that prayer. We didn't kill that person. We are just saying that person does not exist in the eyes and in the heart of my husband. No mountain can survive before me in the name of Jesus. I declare that she is made plain ground. And my husband only has eyes for me in the name of Jesus. Child of God, this is not a time to, to cry. If you are listening to me and you're facing such a challenge, it is not a time to cry. Wipe your tears. Get into your closet and begin to evoke the covenant to speak for you. You have a covenant right. You have got a legal ground in the spirit realm to have a word of God to speak for you. Declare that no other woman has a right he will only drink water from my well. That's what the Bible says. It says your husband will only drink water from your well. He will not drink water from a strange woman. He will be raptured by me all times. 
You will be satisfied with my well in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mokocha. Till next time, God bless.